who in the world are you to tell God what he made is not good enough? Think about that. When we don't walk in our calling, we're saying, "Um, God, you're not a good creator. God, you're not an adequate creator. You don't know how to make a person that is able to give you glory. Is what we're telling him. Yeah. And like, you know how he got to feel when he, (laughs) you know who I made? Like, because you got to think. It says, it says, we're his masterpiece. You don't make a masterpiece willy nilly. Hmm, a masterpiece takes time, oh right? Yeah. A masterpiece is sculpted and take it like yeah. anybody that makes a masterpiece is going to feel a way when somebody say something about it. Because mm. you put mm. that time into it. You're going to feel a way when somebody says, mm, not good enough. Welcome to a Christian podcast, the podcast where we have Christ centered conversations. I'm your host, Kevin Wilson. Yo. Wow, where we at? I thought we was at podcast in the park. Yo, hey, all right, cool. Welcome to another episode of a Christian podcast with Kevin Wilson. I'm your host, Kevin Wilson. I'll allow my guests to introduce themselves real quick, starting to my left, and we'll go this way. I'm Keith. I'm Nelly. Che. Cool. All right, so podcast in the park. It's a little hot, but y'all rocking with me today. Now, y'all, y'all not even rocking with me. Y'all rocking with Jesus because that's who we're here for, for real. Y'all, y'all not here for me. We're here to talk about Jesus. And so today is a live Q&A day. But before that, I want to um, just shout out, you know, we always like to shout out somebody from the online family. And we want to shout out James from Ontario, Canada. What up, James? Appreciate you for listening and watching. Um, and just if you're watching this episode, um, leave in the comments where are you watching from because it always amazes me to see the different states, cities, countries um, all around the world that people watch. So drop that if you can. Um, so let's get it. Y'all ready? Let's get it. We got subscribers, don't we? Yeah. It's crazy. 10K. 10K. What? 10K. We got 10K subscribers. Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's go. Oh my gosh. Thank y'all. Y'all, am I supposed to hold these? Look. <laughs> All right. So, I appreciate y'all. We just wanted to take the time. Sorry to take over, Kevin. Yeah. And surprise you like this. But we I was like, what y'all whispering about over there? <laughs> We've been whispering the whole time. Um, we just wanted to take the time to um, just say congratulations and we just thank you and honor you for the man of God that you are. Um, and just the the work that the Lord has placed on the inside of you to do um, and just how you've impacted everybody. Um, We also would like for the three people that we asked to give their testimony to come quickly and just share their testimony of how a Christian podcast has impacted them. So if you'll come up here. Testimony service. Uh, I was like, why are y'all over there whispering? (laughs) All right. Okay. Am I supposed to stand? I feel like I should stand too. Y'all just. Okay, Um, so just wanted to um, thank you because um, Deja and I and a few others who are here, you know, we've been there since the first season, first episode. Um, And yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's really um, just beautiful to see what God has done. Um, And, you know, he's really just shown out with this podcast and you have been faithful and consistent. Your energy and your eagerness for the podcast has been the same since day one. So, so when there was 
three people listening. Now there's 10,000 people subscribed to listen to you. You've kept the same consistent energy and God has been faithful. And I'm really excited to see what he continues to do. Yeah. Congrats, Kev. Um, I've only been with you or part of this family for about two months now. Um, but the work that you're doing is extremely powerful. Like I said, I found you just walking through the park and it's, it's different when you find people your age who are firmly planted in God's word. Um, and just having that sense of community is something that's very powerful. So to the 10,000 who have found their community and to the many more who are on their way to the community, um, I feel like we're in great hands. So congrats again. Oh, my guy, Kev, man, um, such a blessing uh, just to know you, man. I just want to uh, I've been to several podcasts like I was so surprised to see so many right now. But like his heart has always been there from the beginning. Like it's not about a numbers thing. We've seen miracles. We've seen healings. We've seen salvations come from the podcast. And I just thank God for his spirit, because even beyond that, beyond the lights, beyond the cameras, even if you just sit down with him, his heart posture is totally for God, like. So he's a real, real, legitimate, sincere guy, and it starts in the secret place. And we're just so God, glad to see what God is doing in the open place. So God bless you, bro. Time to have a podcast now. I'm not giving no speech. This is too much. Um, nah, but for real, appreciate all of y'all, uh, everybody up here, everybody here. Like, it, just the fact that people drive like you left the comfort of your crib to come here means a lot to me and they definitely surprised me with this i'm not i don't do well with public surprises so if my reaction ain't how it's supposed to be just bear with me um but uh yesterday i think it was che was like we you know podcast reached 10k and i was like jesus reached 10k because like it's it's really all what Jesus is doing. Like everything is led by the spirit. And so without the leading of God, this would be nothing. And so I just want to encourage everybody listening to never focus on the person, but focus on who the person is pointing you to. Um, and so I would never point you to myself, but I'll always point you to Jesus Christ. So thank you all. I appreciate that. I'm overwhelmed. And now I don't know how I'm going to start this episode, but we're going we gonna to get to it. Thank you so much. Watch the watch the treat. Oh, here we go. There we go. There we go. All right. Oh, Mike. Sorry. Can we test that mic real quick to make sure? Yeah, I'll have another zero next year. Come on. Hey. One, one. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Look, I'm all throwing off. I don't know how to start the episode. All right. Here we go. Y'all had some good questions. Um. Let's do this. How do you get back on track after sinning and falling short so many times? We just gonna get straight into it. Ooh, feel like they talking to me. <laughs> That's uh, all no, of us, bro. no. I, I think uh, it's it's really um, it's really you have to have these reminders, and that's why you know the Word of God is so important to like just read it, study it, get to know the Father, because we have a hum humanity side and we have the spiritual side. And sometimes condemnation, shame can attack you. And the Bible says, you know, your word have I hid in my heart so I won't sin against you. And then there's the words where there's no, therefore, no condemnation that to those that are in Christ Jesus. Meaning what I'm saying is, is that when you begin to put the word in your spirit and do those proactive measures, 
he somehow somehow gets you a reminder to know who you are and who and who he is in your life and so that's what you got to go to you got to go to worship music sometimes you got to have accountability um to remind somebody to pray for you you know what i mean like to remind you who you are because even if you can't find the words maybe you find a brother or a sister that can help you to realize who you really are and then in his kingdom so um and it's just by grace you are saved you know so just get in the word is what i do and those reminders come up and then just also connect with people to help you to remind you of who you are in him and to get up this is a journey um and you haven't lost your life forever so. that's good um so I, I think that's beautiful and like i think um that's a key thing that you said was like remembering who you are and um remember who's who's you are you know um I look at Psalm 103, um, verse one, it says, praise the Lord on my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord on my soul and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Uh, the Lord the Lord works righteousness and justice for all who all the oppressed. So. Um, if we just remember like why Jesus died, I think a lot of times we get so caught up, um, in, you know, just our sin and, um, just feeling shame because of the weight of our sin and things like that. But if we remember why Jesus came in the first place, there's nothing to be ashamed about. Um, there's a process of sanctification that we have when we come to, when we come to Christ, you know, when we're used to living a certain way and then we turn away from our sin, when we repent and turn away, there's also a process we're redeemed in spirit, but, um, and, and where our spirit is now made perfect, but there's a process of sanctification that we have to walk out. And that sanctification just means looking like Jesus being made holy. Um, and so if we, we remember that and remember, no, like he forgives all of my, um, forgives all of my sins, heals all of my diseases. Like there's so much that we have, you know, um, just receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and savior. Like there's so much that's, that's, that's awarded to us, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I think that's the, that's the key is like remembering like why he came. It's good. I, I shared this a little bit yesterday, but I was talking to this guy. I was at like Best Buy and I was talking to this guy that worked there. He said that he used to be um, a Bible teacher in, in college and used to teach about, you know, the different languages, Hebrew, Greek and all that stuff. And I was asking him the importance of it. And he was saying it's very important to begin to learn um, at least how to understand the original language that the Bible was written in, the Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic. And he said, the reason why is not to sound smart or act like you know all the big words and stuff. It's because there's certain things that don't necessarily translate literally or haven't been translated literally word for word. And so one of the words he pointed out was the word that's often used in the New Testament for disobedience, right? And he said that word properly tra translated is unpersuaded. And when he said that, I was like, hmm, that's a big difference. Somebody that is disobedient versus somebody that is unpersuaded. So let's think about any time that we sin. We know what we should do, right? We all know right from wrong. We have the Bible. We have commandments. And you know by the Spirit of God what you should or shouldn't do. Anytime you choose to commit a sin, you are unpersuaded that God had the power to keep you from sinning. And so that changes the way I approach things, right? Because now it's not a matter of 
why can't I stop sinning? It's, Lord, help me to be persuaded of the truth of your word. That's a, that's two totally different things. Because we start, you start to beat yourself up. Let's be real. We've all been there. Why do I, Paul was even in that place. This sin that I don't want to do, I keep on doing. But it's sin living in me that does it, right? And so unless you realize that and come to that, that revelation and remember, let me change my prayer from, Lord, it's not even about the sin. It's about my belief because he's given us dominion over sin. That's what the Bible says, right? But we still sin in areas where we haven't given um, our mind to God. That's why he says have the mind of Christ. Um, and so... I was like, that's just one word. Um, but that makes a big difference as how you approach getting over sin. If I could just tag on that real quickly, it's also a question is like, how do you even practically um, persuade? How do you per practically? And so sometimes, you know, with the word and with the spirit, we have to take some actions. You know, I mean, maybe it's the environments that we are in, you know, maybe the environment that we're in, it keeps persuading us to sin against God. Atmosphere, bro. That maybe it's the people that we're connected to that keep persuading us to sin against God. And therefore, I mean, so that's, that's, that's just, you know, what are those practical things and how can we become persuaded, you know, good, uh, about bro. that? So, I think the first thing, though, with that is, is the word, yeah. right? And understanding the word and actually believing it. It's one thing to read, read. you know, how many times we read the Bible, but we really didn't read it or understand it. Um, and then even more so to even apply it, right? We know we shouldn't sin. We know right from wrong, but we don't often do it because there's that gap. And so I think reading the word, understanding the word, a lot of us read, but we don't understand. And so... Um, you know, even in the book of Acts, there was a eunuch and he was reading and Philip goes up to him led by the spirit. And he's like, yo, do you know what you're reading? He's like, how can I let somebody teach me? And so sometimes even going to somebody that, you know, in the faith that's more mature than you and saying, bro, I read this 10 times. I don't know what I'm looking at. Right. And, and allowing them to help you break it down. Um, and then remembering that the Holy Spirit is the, the best teacher of all. So. Anybody got anything to add? Yeah, so the Bible also says in a multitude of counsel, there is safety. Yeah. So that's not only just for those moments where I may be in sin, right, or trying to get out of this pattern of sin. Yeah. It's also mm. to get understanding, yeah, yeah. right? It's also I can bounce something off Kev or, or Nelly or Keith and say, hey, what did you see in this, Right. Because if I limit what God wants to reveal to me through just my interpretation, I miss out on something that he has gifted and deposited in, in everyone here, right? And so there are uh, many gifts, many callings. And so some people see the word just differently because of the way God has wired them. And so understanding that as well. And that, I think that's the importance of iron sharpening iron, right? <laughs> Having those brothers, those sisters to see it. Um, and help you along that journey. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. I like this question. I've been going through a challenging time, discontent in a number of areas in life. I've been stepping in in the area of lamenting. Lamenting is, is 
sorrow, right? How have you practiced lamenting during those challenging times in life? Mm, that's good. So, if you watch this podcast enough, you probably heard me reference this scripture, but 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray continuously, give thanks in all circumstances. This, the thing about God is, if you do what he says, you benefit more than he does. Oh, good. Right? Yeah. We, we, he, he's not telling you rejoice always so that he can just be praised, right? He does love our worship, don't get me wrong. But part of that instruction is to guard you. Because you can't both praise and be sor- and full of sorrow at the same time. So if you think about a bottle or a cup of anything, it can only be full of what it's full of. If it's full of water, it's not full of juice. If it's full of, full of juice, it's not full of poison, whatever the case is, right? So if I fill my temple, my soul, my spirit with worship, with praise, with rejoicing, I have no room. I have no room to be sorrowful. Not not to say that there's not a place of lamenting because there is. There is a place to experience sadness, grief. Yeah, Ecclesiastes. There's a time for everything, a season for every activity under the heavens. So that's not to say you lose a loved one, don't mourn. No, that's not what we're saying. I'm saying even in that, I lose a loved one. Lord, thank you for the life they live. Lord, thank you that I got to experience time with them. You have to choose in every circumstance to see the goodness of God in it. And as you do that, you'll realize life is still hard. I'm not going to lie to you and say that life is going to be easy. Life is still hard, but it's a lot easier when I praise God through whatever circumstance I'm going through. Um, Philippians 4, verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious for anything, verse 6, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, what I love about that so much yeah, I is... I like that. <laughs> I like that. I didn't mean to cut you off, no, but you I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I love about that so much is, like, we can come to him, like, in with everything and anything. Like, and really that's a command, like... You know, if you like bring those things to God, like present your requests to God with with thanksgiving and, um, you know, by prayer and petition and the peace of God transcends all all understanding. It'll guard your heart. It'll guard your mind. Like, um, you know, a lot of times we aren't content because we're not seeing a a particular result Mm. or experiencing a particular thing. Um, or, or season or whatever it is, but we're also not doing what the latter told us to do or the former, excuse me, told us to do. Um, and so a lot of things are, are conditional, right? And so meaning like the word says, if you do this, then then this is what will happen. And so there's an action that we have to take going back to, uh, what Keith said earlier, there's an action that 
we have to take as well. I mean, what I love about that next verse, uh, finally, brothers and sister, what, sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, what, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. It's so easy to think yeah. about our issues. It's so easy to think about the trial. It's so easy to think about um, uh, how we're being plagued in or what circumstances we're in or thinking that um, this is happening to us instead of happening for us. Yeah, but is that good. true? Like, is that is that true? Is that noble? Is that right? You know, is that pure? You know, um, and so when we're ruminating on the wrong things, we're, we're going to continue to lament and not um, rejoice mm -hmm. in all things. Um, so, yeah, that's good. Atmosphere is very big. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very important. Right. It was a couple of weeks ago where I was like, I just wasn't I ain't had the same I'm saying pep in my step. I was like, what's going on? And I remember I was like. You haven't even been playing your worship music and worshiping God throughout the day like you normally do. And so you think, you know, it's just music. You think it's just singing to God. That's Your atmosphere protects you, right? That's good. If you think about anything, right, things live and die based on their atmosphere, right? Mm -hmm. You put a certain animal in a different environment, it's not going to be able to thrive. And so the prescription for a Christian, a healthy Christian life is an atmosphere of praise. When I begin to praise all the time, when you wake up and you play your worship music, it's not just playing your worship music. It's 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 affecting your atmosphere. I was at the barbershop the other day and one of the barbers came in. And he was, you know, on the phone with, you know, baby mama and they weren't doing the best. So I ain't put his business out, but they went in the best place. But the whole app and he was very loud. The whole atmosphere of the barbershop kind of just got like, dang, yeah, okay. Every Everybody just kind of got down because it's like, what do you do? One person changed the whole atmosphere. Wow. In the same way, you can be the person. When, if you have your atmosphere charged by the Holy Spirit, you walk into a place. I don't care what y'all got going on. Y'all might be sad in here. Y'all going to experience the joy of the Lord today because the atmosphere I carry is that that is full of the spirit of god wow that's that's amazing um i would also say um it's a scripture um just be real with god like like um in first peter um uh five and seven i think it says casting all your care upon him for he care for you so like like you know where in this instance where the barber probably was airing out his care to the world god is saying like hey cast all your care upon me so hey god i'm really sad right now i'm really mad i'm really upset or i'm really hurting right now like god help me um there's a scripture where one guy even talks about his belief he says god i believe but help my unbelief you know what i mean like we have a father he's like our dad like he is there for us and so i would just say as well when you begin to tell god and talk to him for real and just be real with god He's a real God that will give you real answers and change the atmosphere in your spirit by thanking him. So um, you can, for example, you know, yeah, I'm hurting because of a situation or, yeah, this didn't work out. I didn't get the job. God, help me, help me, help me. But I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. And before yeah. you know it, the spirit will just lift you up. So, yeah, that's real. Atmosphere is everything, man, and, and having that posture of praise and just leaving it, giving everything to God. Atmosphere is very important. Um, 
Let's see. Y'all asking some good stuff. Feel free to keep adding stuff in here. We'll try to get to as much as we can. Uh, let me let me hop in on the final piece of to kind of piggyback off Keith there. Uh, Hebrews 2 verse 1 says, Therefore we must give the more earnest heed to the things we heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels provided provide proved steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation which at the first began to be spoken by the lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him all right so i'm gonna pause right there because so verse one says let us give the more earnest heed to the things we heard lest we drift away let us remember who God is. Let us yeah. think back on who God is in those moments of lamenting, in those seasons of God, I don't see you right now. I don't understand what you are doing in my life. Right. And he says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? How shall we escape this place of mourning, this place of lamenting? If we neglect that, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins, that Jesus, you said you have conquered everything that I am wrestling with right now. If I neglect that, I can't step into the fullness of joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength, right? So it's about getting and, and renewing our minds to focus on those things, as Nelly pointed out as well. It's good. It's good. All right. As I start learning God's truth, this is good. I like this question. As I start learning God's truth, I'm starting to realize that what I was taught is wrong. How do I tell people who taught me wrong, family members, that they are wrong about God's truth? That's a good question. So, the word is the word, right? Anything that's not the word, is not the word. As I do the same thing, I'll be going about or I'll be reading the scripture and I'll read the scripture and I'll be like, we've been misquoting this. Or like, that's not even, in scripture at all and you find out these things right um and so i think sometimes it's my first thing would say pray about it right and uh everything is praying about it praying yeah but pray about it ask the holy spirit if that is even something even your role to confront that right um i think too asking the person that told you that where they got it from or how they learn because oftentimes they'll tell you somebody else told them that and when you trace it back you realize we're all been we've been going on this truth that we don't even know the source of yeah. right and so hey i remember you know when we were when i was young dad or mom you taught me this where do where does that come from and they might say xyz and then you can say i was read you know i was reading and this is all it has to be done with grace if you're doing it like i'm trying to hey you you taught me wrong it's not they're not gonna handle it well or they're not gonna receive it in the right way Right. But it says in the Bible, do everything with gentleness. So even this, hey, you know, I was reading the Bible and the scripture says this. Um, and so I don't know. I felt like I know we learned that and you can have that dialogue where you talk through it and understand through the scripture. But if you were to do all of that and they were still to say that you are wrong or that information that you have now is wrong, just Wipe your hands clean of it. You know, I've let you know. I've informed you and pray for them. Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth is what the Bible said. And so, um, Holy Spirit, would you lead them to know and understand the truth? 
you got? You look like you look. I got a scripture for you too. Just you just killed it. Um, just to get the scripture out there is Colossians, um, four and six. It says, "Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man." Like, you know, just that the scripture is the scripture. Being led and utilizing grace. Um, and he God will lock, guide you and somehow you can, you know, talk to some people or help people to, you know, understand the truth. Mm. That's good. Um, so I thought about Second Timothy, Second Timothy three, chapter three, verses 16. Verse 16. All scripture is God breathed yeah. and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. I thought about that because my one thing I love is to ask people, where do you see that in scripture? Like, <laughs> with a quickness. Because, you know, a lot of times, like, we are, like Kevin said, like, you know, just, like, going throughout just because we, we pick something up or, you know, things get passed down and it's, like, you know, we, we get far from what the original intent is or um, what it was actually, you know, spoken or written or whatever. But um, it's always good to go back to the word. Um, I'm actually keep going. Uh, no, wait. That's not it. There's another scripture um, that talks about it dividing between bone and marrow, soul spirit. And spirit. Yeah. Soul and spirit. Um, the word of God. And um, so. That's also able to, um, as you read the word, it also, um, mm, it shows you yourself, you know, like it shows you now you're acting out of uh, emotion here or, um, you know, know what you're thinking or how you interpreted the scripture is not, is not truth or it's not coming from a pure place or whatever it is too. Um, and so the word, like it always like divides, you know, and, um, it shows you, uh, you know, correct, you know, what's correct. Um, and I also think like, you know, you can present the truth, you know, when you when you say like, hey, like that's because I think too, like, you know, we just have to have a good heart posture, you know, when it comes to like, you know, correcting people as well, um, you know, have the heart posture of, hey, like, let's, you know, like, show me that in scripture. And let's talk. We have a Bible study right here, you know. Um, so, you know, like, just like, let's go through it and see what the truth is, you know, because um, you want to care more about um, versus, you know, being right. You want to care more about like, you know, hey, I want to make sure that you got it right, too. Like, there's a lot of people that have like this um, idea of the gospel that's like, not true and that's life or death like you you know you don't accept jesus christ as your lord and savior and understand what that means like hell is your desti des destination unfortunately you know and so like it's so important to um to just know truth you know um it's good yeah. uh i think real quick i just wanted to hit on like gentleness because i think it pro it, it gentleness deals with a lot of stuff I made a video on this the other day. I haven't posted it yet, but so if y'all see me do it, don't be like, that's the same stuff you did. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but oftentimes we hear gentleness and we think like weakness, right? That's kind of, especially for a lot of guys, like you hear gentle and you think, I'm not gentle, I'm strong and rough, like cool. But strength is required to be gentle, right? I think of like the example of a baby. Right, a baby's not gentle. If we 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 look at a baby, we think it's gentle. It's not gentle. It's just weak. It just lacks strength. Right, and so even a baby, even if it's so desired to be chaotic and cause damage, it couldn't because it lacks strength. 
But the grown man holding the baby that at any moment could injure, hurt, harm, damage that child is being gentle, expressing gentleness in that moment. And so gentleness is not me saying, okay, this person did something to the, to me. I'm going to just, you know, I, I'm if I if I'm gentle to them, I'm not strong. No. In gentleness, you say, if I really wanted to, I could do damage, but I'm not. Yeah. Right? I'm I'm choosing not to. I'm choosing to obey God. I'm choosing to do what is right. I'm choosing to love my neighbor as myself, to uh feed uh, my enemy or give water to my enemy as the scripture says. And so, um as you approach people and issues in life, the Bible says do all things with gentleness. And so that doesn't mean do any, everything with weakness, but we call, we say Jesus is the lion and the lamb. So there are times where you should display strength, boldness, courage. There are times where you should display gentleness, peace, love, right? And so just keeping that in mind as we navigate all things. I was just going to say, to your point, I'm sorry to jump nah, in again, good. but it's possible that you can represent and misrepresent Christ at the same time. Mm. Mm. You're Break telling somebody the truth uh-huh. in a dogmatic, mm. contentious Ooh. way. You're telling them verbally the truth, uh-huh. but you're misrepresenting him in the how wow. at the same time. So it's possible That's that good. we can do that. So gentleness. Ah, you're going to open up a different door. <laughs> All right, let's get it to it for a little bit. Let's get back to where we need to be. No, that's good. It makes me, bro, it makes me so sad when I see certain people spread the gospel in a way that doesn't represent the person of the gospel. Yeah, that's good. Right? So you, we've all seen the person, and their intentions are well. Their intention, anybody spreading the gospel most likely has good intentions. I'm trying to spread, I'm trying to follow the commission, which is to make disciples, to bring people to Christ, right? Anybody doing that has a good heart in that regard, right? But the way we do it is so important. And I've seen so many times somebody that has lost the opportunity to win someone just because of their approach, not their information. Yeah. To that point, they didn't say anything wrong. They said it in a wrong way. And that changes how, especially you got to think, if I'm talking to somebody not saved, they already dealing with the stuff I'm dealing with without God. Mm. (laughs) So even when somebody get on my nerves, at least I got the Holy Spirit. At least I have the spirit of peace. Right. They don't even have that. Mm. And so I have to take that into consideration and remember, let me be gentle in my approach. And even if that means, you know, there's times where I've been talking to somebody and it, they begin to talk over me. I'll let you talk over me for a second. Now, we can, we're going to straighten it out. Or, you know, I'm not going to be disrespected. I'm not saying be disrespected. But I'm saying there's times where you say, let me just hear the person out for a second. Yeah. That's the other thing. Sometimes we so badly wanted to share our truth or spread, you know, the truth of Jesus Christ. Just listen to what the person has to say for a second. Yeah. Sometimes somebody literally just the fact that you heard them and and you sometimes them sharing it makes them realize how wrong they are. Mm, They they just say it out loud and and you ask a question. They like, you're right. It really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So, you know, don't be so 
zealous that yeah. you do it in a way that doesn't represent Christ. First Corinthians nine, verse nineteen. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win the more. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law, as without law, not being without law toward God, but under law toward Christ, that I might win those who are without law. To the weak, I became as weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I may be a partaker of it with you. That's all I got to say. <laughs> That's all you need to say, bro. That's the word. All right, one more scripture with that, because Paul was going off of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, uh -huh. I become sounding like brass or a clanging cymbal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And though I have the gift of prophecy and can understand all mysteries and all knowledge, you know everything. You got Paul knew Paul was taught directly by Jesus Christ. He knows the scripture, right? But don't have love. I'm nothing. I, you yeah. can move mountains, but don't have love. And so. Man, that's the worst thing to see somebody that knows Jesus, but doesn't represent Jesus. Yeah. Right. And so let's not be those people and let's do everything with love. Uh, with loving with kindness have I drawn you. Yes, sir. That's it. Not with aggression and, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Y'all up here got any questions? I ain't want to. I just, that's amazing, man. I'm just blessed. But um, I would also say, too, uh, when we're in those conversations, again, this is more practical now, like don't always expect someone to be converted just on your conversation of the truth. That's good. Um, their scripture even says, um, y'all can help me out. I'm just Paul, Paul plants, yep. Apollo's water, but God gets the increase. Yes, so you also can just be, don't be so anxious. I know it's something like we, we want to share, but like just, you know, speak the truth in love and grace and know that you could just be planting the seed. Like you did what you did. I mean, even Jesus told the disciples, no, I'll be quiet here, you know, go to the door. And if they don't receive you, just wipe the dust off your feet. You know what I mean? Like everybody's not going to receive you, even yeah. though you are giving the truth in love. Mm -hmm. I had a question for you, Kevin. So now that you've reached 10 K, on YouTube. Jesus has reached the gate. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to the person that may be watching? Maybe it's not a YouTube channel. Maybe it's not a podcast. But they're wrestling with starting whatever it is that God has placed inside of them to do. Whatever that looks like. What do you say to that person? And how, how, did, you, how did you navigate doing podcasts in the park even coming out here because i know your personality your this is so this is a lot this is by the grace of god right um and i know you wouldn't have done it without that so what do you say to the person that's wrestling with whatever it is that god is placed inside of them it's a great question i think the first thing to start out with is understanding your why right what's my reason for doing this and if it is because god told me to 
then after strength, I'm walking in obedience. So with obedience, doesn't always come comfort. Mm. And so you have to understand that, right? And you have to recognize that if I'm doing something that God told me to do, it doesn't matter how it looks. It matters that I'm doing it in the way that he told me to. Right? And so the Bible says, don't despise small beginnings. Right? For God rejoices to see the work begin. So at the moment God told you something, he spoke it to you. And just the moment, just the fact that you wrote it down, he's like, all right, yeah, they better get to it. Right? And then you tell a friend about it like, oh, you know, God was telling me this. And he's like, yeah, they get closer. And you start to begin to do it. Okay, how could I could I do it this way? Could I do it that way? God's up there like, he's, it says he rejoices to see the work begin. So at the at the very beginning, God's like, yes, they're being obedient. Um, these bugs are tearing me up up here. Anybody have any bug spray? Um, thank you so much. I was trying to push through, but I was every. It felt like um, like air freshener. Yeah. But um, thank you so much. We're going to take a spray break. Like his, like his air freshener. Oh, no, you go first. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, not on you. Around? Oh, Ooh, sorry, y'all. Y'all going to be extra good. Oh, you got poison. It's all good. You know? You know? A little extra. Thank you. Um, appreciate that. Thank you so much. I really was trying to push past it, but I was like, this is a distraction at this point. Um, they still, they still tear me up, but it's all right. A few minutes later. All right. I'm gonna keep talking while y'all, y'all straight. I'm gonna just keep talking while they figure that out, figure that out. Um, but yeah, remember that, that, that God rejoices to see you start. Um, write the vision, make it plain so that the herald can run with it. Right. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Um, I wish we had a little music for the inter intermission. <laughs> so, nah, I'll be straight. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I would also say that to write it down, because I have notebooks. I w at the beginning I would have a notebook for each season of the podcast, so I could see at the beginning of that season what my goals were, what my vision from God was how we've grown so i can go back to season one and say dang season one we was talking about this this and this like even my understanding on certain things was not anywhere near it is now and so i can look back and remember and use that as fuel for the future so whenever i feel like man this is tough or this is hard like it's not working i can look back at what god spoke and see just a little bit of progress that i've made in each step and say okay it feels tough today, but God actually has been doing stuff. So I think understanding why, writing the vision, and remembering that. All right, last thing. Sorry. Don't wait till you got it all figured out. That's a big one. I almost get that out. I ain't want to keep talking too long, but that's a big one. If I waited till I had everything the way I wanted to do it, y'all, I promise y'all would not be sitting here right now because my mind is like, I want everything to be borderline perfect. And I'm like this, I ain't got this. I got to wait until I get the money to do that. If I, if really, if I had the vision in my head, how it was at, from the beginning, 
we wouldn't be here because I probably still would never have started. Um, but I literally came out here one day with my brother with this table that's getting a little jacked up and ragged. We might need a new one. Um, and like even this sign wasn't this sign. It was the little Dollar Tree cardboard that you get for one dollar and a marker and a marker. And I wrote, uh, "Do you believe in God?" Right. And so we just started having conversations like that, and then it grew into this. But my this wasn't even my original vision. I just wanted to go outside and talk to people about God. And so don't um, don't expect your start to look like you're finished and don't wait till you got it all figured out before. Because if God would have told me this at the beginning, I would have been like, mm, that's too much. But he had to grow me incrementally until I was able and ready to do what he called me to do. So great question, bro. Got a question for you. Oh, or are you okay. all? How can you what does it mean? to be like um in the world but not of the world like really and then also like to couple with that like you know we work with different people xyz you know there's a lot of issues even politically that you know that that can affect a lot of people right and how do we still be in the world but not of the world but then not seem like we're just these judgmental christians i'll let y'all go first i've been talking for like 10 minutes straight that's good that's a good question great question um so i think that it comes with mind renewal um romans 12 it says to um, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Um, what's the other part of that scripture? What's the renewal your part? Your body is a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Yes. Be transformed, Be transformed by the renewing okay. of your minds in Christ Jesus. Jesus. Thank you. Right. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> it's cool. Be ye. Um, yeah, be ye. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so be transformed by the renewing of your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, and so we renew our minds by spending time with the Lord and learning the standard, which is the word of God. And I think that as we grow more in our relationship with Christ and we see, we abide by the standard that the Lord has set, we also see that it's freedom and it's not restriction, um, that we, uh, the, the, the bounds that the Lord has created for us, they, they actually give life. They don't restrict you. Um, just like in the Garden of Eden, when God gave uh, Adam and Eve, you know, their work to do and, you know, everything that they were able to freely eat from and everything like that. He said, don't touch this one tree. Mm -hmm. But um, there was so much that they that they did have to eat, you know. Um, and so or he said, don't eat from that one tree. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think that like we are able to still exist we're able to still live our lives. We're still able to have fun and fellowship and everything like that. And, um, you know, still be in, in, in relationship with even unbelievers and things like that. Um, but, you know, just within those confines and those confines aren't really, again, restrictions, but we're, we're free to still express ourselves and we're free to still, um, you know, just be who God has called us to be, you know? Um, yeah. So I think like that's that mindset shift of like, thinking that it's a restricted, like we're restricted, um, helps me. It's good. Matthew 5, 
Verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light shine. Be the light in those situations. As Kevin was talking about earlier, setting the atmosphere, being a thermostat and not a thermometer, right? When I step into this workplace, when I step into this environment, I am a carrier of God's presence. And so everything around me has to shift. It has to come into alignment. And it may not look like y'all need to get saved. As he said earlier, as we were talking about earlier, being gentle, it, it can come in the form of, yo, y'all cutting up, y'all cussing in the, in the break room or whatever, and you just you just be chilling. Like, you don't yeah. entertain you know what we got going on or you step out of the room for these for this foolishness or or whatever the case may be right so even in though like there are so many people like work having happy hours and stuff like that i'll go and then they'll be like you don't you don't drink nah i'm good <laughs> like that simple thing and then it introduces a, a question why now i can present to you yeah, yeah. My walk with Christ and how how I operate in serving God, in living for God, in letting my light shine even in those environments. I love that. I think that's so good because, like, the word also says, like, uh, Jesus gave us the commission to go out and make disciples. And so we we set the example. Like, we're the standard, you know, and we have to remember that. Like, I think a lot of times we... Um, you know, just kind of like try to blend in environments like we have a tendency, you know, as humans, we want to, you know, fit in. We want to, you know, be accepted and things like that. But we're the standard, not this world. And and you're, I think that also the more that you have like fellowship with other believers who are like minded, um, the more that you're able to keep that standard when you do go into the world and you go out and, um, you know, you you are amongst unbelievers and you go out and and with the intention to make disciples and with the intention to be that thermostat and not the thermo thermometer, you can keep that standard up because you're used to spending the majority of your time with, um, with, with other like-minded believers, you know, that's good. Yeah. Atmosphere. Is your atmosphere conducive of God or the world? Cause if I don't have enough, if my atmosphere is not enough conducive of, of, the Holy Spirit, then I begin to fall into the world. And I, and so that goes back to that thing, like even kind of hitting on what Chase talking about. When I go into the barbershop, they say stuff like, I need to stop cussing now. Like, this is what they say, right? I need to stop cussing. The Rev, they be like, the Rev is here, right? I ain't never sat there and said, yo, you need to be. It's just the way I live my life. They recognize the spirit of God and something in them recognizes the spirit of God to the point where they say, mm, I ain't going to, you know, I ain't fully going to do that. But I'm, let me tighten up a little bit. Um, and again, it's not me. It's, it's the spirit of God. But it, it is that they couldn't do that if I was so like uppity, like you guys need to stop cussing. And sometimes you got to let people be them just yeah. enough, but still be you still represent Christ. But if you just. Every time they do something, you slapping them on the wrist. 
bro, how am I supposed to, how are they supposed to receive from you? And every time they do something, you're trying to correct them. You some there's there's places where you let people be them, and you let the light shine through you. And when those areas come, those uh the areas of correction come, you have the opportunity to do so because you have a good relationship and rapport with them to where they don't feel like you just want another person from the church that's just trying to make them feel shame, right? And so when I talk to the to the guys in the barbershop, I talk in a certain way, like the First Corinthians nine. I became like all things to all men that I might win some. So when I'm in a barbershop, I'm still me. The core of me is still the same. Don't I'm not switching up. But when I go to the barbershop, I use a little bit different language than I, when I go to church because we speak in two different languages. If I talk to the, to the barbers the same way I talk to the church people, they're not going to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to know where people at and meet them where they are and, and talk, talk the language that they like to talk. That's good. I also will say to Chase's point, um, I think sometimes people are suffering in silence and like you taking that stand, you don't know how many other people are like, man, I'm so glad you, you took that stand. Cause there are other people that, and you know, that have, that don't take that stand and yeah. they, that's encouragement actually from you, like taking that stand and being, being a light. So that's awesome. And I was going to say to that point too, like, if anybody is like feeling like weary in that, like being the one to take the sand or like just like maybe maybe a little scared or whatever it is, like don't grow weary in well doing like you will reap a harvest if you faint not, you know, continue Come to on. be the one that um, that that is set apart. You know, we're called yeah. to be set apart like and it's for a reason and you might not reap the benefit like right now in the moment, you might not see the fruit of it in the moment, but you will see the fruit like down the or there will be fruit down the line because you may not see it at all like with your with your eyes you know um but there's fruit and um you know there are times where like i when i was in where i work from home now um but when i was in the office like there would be times where you know again the whole like the cussing thing or you know the happy hours or stuff like that you know people would go out after work you know for drinks and stuff like that and i love the you know the fellowship part but it's like you know i'm gonna miss i'm gonna sit this one out guys um but like there eventually there became times where um, they look for somebody who get who they can trust or they look for somebody to pray for them. And I would be the one that they'd be able to go to because they knew that they, they could trust me to like pass those tests. So they could trust that I would remain integrous in certain situations that I place in or, you know, when Nellie says she's not going to do something, she's not going to do it. Or, you know, when she does say she's going to do something, she's going to do it, you know. Um, and so just. Yeah, like be 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 that one. Continue to be that one, and lean on your community. You know, with those times too, that'll uplift you and encourage you to like stay, stay that path. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chase, you have something? I was just gonna say, recognize what you carry, um, and be aware of that, That's knowing good. what you carry, who you represent as an ambassador of Christ. Going into these situations, I can go into darkness, right? Uh, Kev breaks down what darkness is very eloquently. He says, uh, even the word tells us that darkness is just the absence of light. So going into this place, I just said, or the, Matthew just told us that we are the light of the world. So how can we then expect darkness to come into light unless we go into some of these situations? Not saying that you go to every situation and circumstance, right? Be spirit led. Um, but understand that god is with you right and that you are a 
a carrier of his presence. And so when I step into these dark places, when I step into uh, what may appear dark to be dark, right? I am the light of the world. I am the light. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, I, I also want to, to this point, to speak to, because um, I struggle with this myself too, I'll be honest with you, where I haven't represented him and I've, in the past, let's just call it, I haven't represented him. So they seem in a different light. You know, how can I then say, hell, you know, they see me in a bad light. How can I then represent the light after they already see me in a dark light? Meaning I didn't represent Christ. Ooh, that's good. You know what I mean? Like, how do you overcome? <laughs> like, oh, now I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, in representing him. Um, the only thing I can personally say is like, to, to us, you know, maybe this is wrong or not. I don't know. But I was just say, hey, you know, you know, I'm a Christian, but I struggle. Or are you being truthful about yeah. maybe some of the, you know, some of your yeah. faults or your failures and still talk Christ? Yeah. Because some people have seen you in both mm -hmm. instances. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ooh, that's good. I'm being honest. Yeah. All right. Ahead, ah, let's hit Galatians 1 yeah. real quick. Your struggle is actually your superpower, bro. Uh -huh. Think about it. Come on. The darkness that you lived in, not, hmm. remember, not, it says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Absolutely not. We don't sin just so that we can get a te dope testimony. No. <laughs> but the sin that you've already done is actually going to be used for God's glory. Yeah. So, Paul, let's understand. Paul persecuted the church, uh -huh. right? That's what he was that was his those were his intentions to persecute those that follow Christ right mm -hmm. so we are mhm mm mhm mm mhm mm one second okay so i'm going to just kind of paraphrase a little bit but he basically talks about the stuff that he used to do persecuting christians i was you know more diligent than all my peers at doing this one thing and so he goes in verse 23. Uh, yeah, 22. And I was unknown by face to the churches of Judea, which were in Christ. But they were hearing only, which means they heard about me. They knew who I was by word of mouth. He who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy. And verse 24 says, and they glorified God in me. Or in other words, because of what I used to do and because mm -hmm. of my transformation and what I'm doing now, yes, they Lord. glorify God because they said, if God is that powerful yeah. Yeah. that you can go from yeah. destroying the church yeah. to Woo. building the church, I want to believe that God. Yeah. Yeah. So he might not have had that same credibility had he not been mm -hmm. so adamant and so diligent in persecuting the church. So, again, I just want to be very clear. Don't go out sinning so that you can have a dope testimony and people can follow you. Yeah. If you want to reach drug dealers, I'm not telling you to do dr deal drugs. But if you have done that, use that. Use that experience, that, that grace that God has with you in that area to reach those that have those same experiences. So don't, don't let the devil make you feel shame for the stuff you used to do. Yeah. Use that as fuel and use that to know, okay... If I used to sell drugs, I can go out in the streets and preach the gospel, and now they will listen to me. Mm -hmm. 
they might not listen to Kev because Kev's just this little church dude that, you know, who cares what you're talking about? So there's places I can go and I might, I can still preach the gospel, but they might not hear it the same way. Y'all ever seen like, just like a gangster, like a dude that's like really about that life, but he gives his life to Christ. And it's just so dope to see because you know there's people that he can reach or she can reach that you can't. Mm-hmm. And so use that as, as fuel to continue spread in the light. I love that. I used to, um, when I first came to Christ, I thought that I had to like conform to this image as far as like, I got to look the part now on the outside, right? Like I have to take out all my piercings. I have to cover up all my tattoos. I can't wear no crop tops no more. Like just all of these things. Right. Um, but the Lord showed me like, it's what's what the, the the mouth speaks with the heart is full of. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, out of the heart flows the issues of life, these things, right? Um, and so the, it's it's about like your heart posture, right? Not necessarily, like we don't, it, it's not right to preach like behavior modification, you know, um, versus like actually having a heart transformation. Like what you do on the outside or, or what the change that happens on the inside of your heart is what it reflects what's on the outside, right? Um, and so, yeah, like I, I felt like I had to do all of these things. I had to change all of these things. I had to change the way that I spoke. Like I was wearing business casual. Like I thought, I don't know why I thought that all Christian women wore business casual. Like what? You was walking through the mall wearing yeah. business casual. <laughs> like what? I was hot and like not, it wasn't fun. So, you know, but the Lord told me like, sis, like I created you uniquely. Like, you know, like I gave you your sense of style. I gave you your proclivity to like fashion and stuff like that. Like be you, you know, like don't, you know, be out here like trying to get attention and stuff like that. And that's a heart matter, you know, like trying to, you know, seek validation or, or validation or attention, you know, but like, you know, you can express yourself, you know, be yourself. And so, um, yeah, like, but I realized there are people who look like me, you know, who like, who, 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 who may think that um, because of what they wear or what they look like, how many tattoos they have or how many nose piercings they have or whatever, that, oh, dang, I can't come to Christ. Like, all right, well, you know, that's not, that's not my thing. Maybe I should just stay over here where it's comfortable. But no, people have to see, you know, somebody who looks like you, you know, as well in order to see that it's, that they're able to, you know, have a like fully you know give their lives to christ and you know be able to have a thriving like relationship with god you know mm. yeah okay. you well, real quick i was real quick i know you about to hit it <laughs> embrace your strength and weak strengths and weaknesses with that why do y'all think that i don't have a solo podcast because it would be boring it would be very boring some people can do it Chaco co-therapy podcast he's very interesting he knows how to speak in a way that i if i just was here, here by myself i'm telling y'all i'm telling y'all as sure as i'm here y'all be like yo this you wouldn't be here first of all you wouldn't be here um but part of this is like god's allowed me to recognize my strengths and weaknesses and other people's that's why i'm like prayerful about which people are on certain episodes because we are the body of christ and so the hand doesn't do the same thing that the foot does. Right? And so if I'm ministering, not ministering, but if we have a certain uh, goal that God wants to get across or a certain message that God wants to get across, I'm going to utilize certain people's strengths and weaknesses in that way. 
And so you got to be comfortable with who you are and know some stuff I'm not good at. Some stuff I'm great at. How can I u- utilize my brothers and sisters in Christ to help that? Second Corinthians 12, verse 9. But he said to me, this is NIV, uh, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Right. Just to add some language to what uh, Kevin was talking about. But also, I wanted to point out First Corinthians six uh, in nine through nine through eleven. Right. So nine and ten, he highlights a bunch of different things. Right. Uh, fornication, idolatry adultery and and go down the list and then in verse 11 he says and such were some of you but you were washed but you were sanctified but you were justified in the name of the lord jesus and by the spirit of our god sometimes so i know the bible says uh to remember not the former things but sometimes you have to remember where you were to meet them where they are yeah as Paul says, and such were some of you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to use this testimony of how I used to be in the streets, yeah. how I used to do this or do that. And I'm going to use it as my advantage that I might reach the one, the person that understands like, or that says, God can't use me. God, God isn't going to change my life. Like, don't you see what I'm doing? Like, all the things I'd be doing or, or whatever the case may be. And you say, I used to do the same things. Yeah. <laughs> I was right there where you were. Yeah. Yep. The power of your testimony. And don't, sorry to put my hand in your face. I got excited. Um, <laughs> don't minimize your testimony. Yeah. Cause I know, I know even myself, I used a drug dealer as a reference. This is cause it's an easy, you know, it's easy to use that reference. Right. But you could be sitting here listening like, oh, I wasn't a drug dealer. I just, you know, I might have done this or that, but I ain't, I ain't never do nothing like that. Whatever you have, God can use. G- yeah, go ahead. Yee. <laughs> I'm too shy. Yeah. I'm an introvert. I'm quiet. I'm reserved. It's not an excuse. Kevin, are you an introvert? 100%. <laughs> All right, no, you. Keith, <laughs> you're not an introvert. I'm an introvert. You got two introverts and two extroverts. Yep. God can use anything. I, I'm not eloquent of speech. Ah, that's what he said. Wow, yeah. Who am I to go and speak to Pharaoh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What excuse do we have? Do you see how much we limit God? The Bible says, does the clay say to the potter, why have you made me like this? In other words, who in the world are you to tell God what he made is not good enough? Think about that. When we don't walk in our calling, we're saying, "Um, God, you're not a good creator. God, you're not an adequate creator. You don't know how to make a person that is able to give you glory. Is what we're telling him. And like, you know how he got to feel when he... You know who I made? Like, cause you gotta think. It says, it says, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're his masterpiece. Mm-hmm. You don't make a masterpiece willy nilly. Hmm. A masterpiece takes time, oh right? 
Yeah. A masterpiece is sculpted and take it like yeah. anybody that makes a masterpiece is going to feel a way when somebody say something about it. Because mm. you put mm. that time into Ooh. it. You're going to feel a way when somebody says, mm, not good enough. Right? Mm, yeah. Sucks. <laughs> right? That's how, that's how God feels. Like when we look in the mirror and see something other than what he sees, mm-hmm. it, uh, not good enough. Do you know, this is God's, do you know who I created? No. And so don't disrespect God by saying you're not good enough because it's not you that's doing it anyway. Yeah. Not by might, right. not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And so part of it is we're 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 putting too much pressure on us. Can I be real with y'all? I suck. I'm not good enough to do this, right? With if God took his hand off of me. I promise you everything I do would fail in life because everything that I am is because of him. And so when I have that understanding, that means even if I feel not good enough at something, I got to put that in God's hand. God, if you call me to this, it's your responsibility to equip me. I got to do the work, but it's on you. But don't tell God he's not good enough. Sorry, God was just speaking. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) He says, you're still living because God can get the glory out of anything. Mm. Good. You're still living because God can get the glory out of anything. So there is, he said the scripture earlier, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Mm-hmm. And just the uniqueness of you, the life that you have, you're living because he can just get the glory out of it. And so that's all. Mm. Last thing on this point, we'll move, I know. But it's just very important as it relates to what we do in Christ. Sometimes I had this revelation the other day, like last week. Like I knew God is calling me to do a certain thing, right? But I couldn't see it. Like I couldn't get my mind to think like I can do that thing, right? I'm like, that's the find somebody get somebody else to do it (laughs) Uh, because i was just like right and so if you can't see it speak it right if you can't see it speak it declare it right make that confession with your mouth right out of the uh, abundance of the heart the mouth speaks and so even when i it also works backwards when i begin to speak a certain thing even if i don't feel it i begin to believe it right uh death and life are in the power of the tongue the what you say actually leads your changes your soul so if you woke up every day and said i hate myself i'm ugly that seems extreme kev why would you we don't say that like that but we do certain things that tell ourselves that. I So I had to tell myself that certain thing that God wanted me to do, I can do it. Now, to this day, I don't feel like I don't, I don't know how I'm going to get this done. But I have to speak it. And as I begin to speak it more, I begin to start to believe it and start to actually walk in what he called me to. So where you don't have the vision for it, have a confession for it. So good. Sheesh. 
Alright, my fault. We gonna we gonna move. We gonna move. You, you dropped the bar. That's okay. You <laughs> dropped the bar. Uh. Okay. So I'm a teenager, and I essentially you used to live a certain way. How do I go back to school and not fall into the same sins? So we do have a lot of teenagers that watch this uh, show, actually. And so this also applies to adults as well. But I know I keep saying it. Atmosphere and the company that you keep. The Bible says bad company corrupts good character. And, you know, people say it all the time. You can tell how a person is or who a person will become based on their friends. And so there's no way the Bible is literally saying this in principle that there's no way you can hang around a group of knuckleheads every single day and not become one. You would be foolish to think that. Right. That's in the book of Proverbs. Talk about wisdom and foolishness. And so it's literally foolishness to think. Hmm, I'm gonna hang around this group of people every day, all day, and somehow I'm not gonna turn like them. We, you think like, ah, okay. So balance, right? Balance, right? Because I don't. You also don't retract so much to where you can't be uh, uh, an example. You don't say, mm, "I'm not talking to y'all ever." I'm not saying that. I just want to be clear because, you know, sometimes you can take things very literally, right? And so you still treat everybody with love, dignity, respect, honor, and you honor the people that they are. And you say, I'm going to choose to love you each and every day. But that can be from a distance. Because um, let's be real. If y'all decide to come out and hang with us every day, we would all start to be, be alike at some point. And so it's just the principle of, you are who you hang around. It's just, it's just Bible. He was talking a lot about atmosphere earlier, right, as well. And so, because um, somebody can say, hey, I don't feel like I have any friends. I don't feel like I have, um, you know, any, uh, another uh, believer that's a teenager as well, or, or they're serious about their walk or whatever it is, right? Um, but another thing is, like, your atmosphere, your environment, like, um, the music that you listen to it, it like guard your gates like the listen that the new music that you're listening to it affects it affects you you know it influences your behavior um what you watch you know movies tv shows and stuff like that um those things like they 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 affect you and so like you can you you're in charge of your atmosphere like um colossians 3 um chapter 3 verse 1 says since then you have been raised in christ set your hearts on things above where christ is seated at the right hand of god uh verse 2 says set your minds on things above not on not on earthly things for you died and your life is now hidden with christ in god and so like that's an action like set your minds on things above is an action and so um, I have to take control and not, you know, just go through this life and say, um, you know, okay, like whatever's, whatever happens, happens. No, like I'm going to set my atmosphere. So I'm not going to listen to those things. Like if we're, um, if I see a TikTok as I'm scrolling or whatever, that ain't, that, that ain't it. Let me unfollow that person. Um, not good for my spirit. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, let me instead like follow people who are believers you know that um yeah. speak life and not death like let me listen to music that um you know glorifies god you know there's some really good 
Christian music, you know, that you can still, you know, bop to or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Still get lit, you know? Um, But Christ-centered, lit for Jesus, you know? Like, you you still can, you know? So, like, it's good. Like, um, I don't believe, like, a lot of people think that, like, you, um, you come out of the world and then you have nothing and then that's just it and you have to live this rigid, like, life, you know, that's just boring and prude and whatever. Like, no, like, God also, he, and especially, like, pray too about it, but he also, like, um, you know, he replaces the things he gives you the friends, you know, he sends you, um, you know, he gives you wisdom on like how to live your life, how to guard your gates, but also like he gives you wisdom on, on music and, you know, stuff like that. And what you, what you like and what you don't like, what you can enjoy. He might give you, he might, he changes your desires. And I think that's the beautiful thing too. So what you like right now, you might not like later, you know, um, and you know, just, yeah. So like, and just, just pray about that. Like when I first came to Christ, I was praying, um, Lord, like send me, send me godly friends. Like I really want godly friends. Like there's a reason why when you get saved, like you're discipled and then you come into, you know, fellowship and things like that. You join the body of Christ, you know? Um, and so that's that, that atmosphere, like it helps you. Yeah. Everybody say atmosphere. Atmosphere. That joint is important. Like if you don't get nothing else from this episode is that the atmosphere of your life really matters. And so take very, um, just be very diligent about making sure like there's certain times, you know, somebody might be watching something or listening to something. You might have to say like, uh, not today, right? Not that you are religious, not that you condemn them from doing what they do, but you might, you know, pop an AirPod in or whatever it may be and say, I got, I have to maintain this atmosphere. Because oftentimes what happens is we, we climb the mountain, right? We got mountains and valleys. Mountains, great great times in life. Valleys, terrible times, right? So what happens is we ascend the mountain and we, everything's great. And what we don't do well is guard that and protect mm-hmm. that and make sure that the devil doesn't... Ah, okay. The devil can't actually even move you off the mountain, right? But he can convince you to do it yeah right even if we go to jesus fasting in the wilderness Mm -hmm. right it says as he's on the mountain he says to jesus throw yourself off of this cliff and i'll give you the throw you throw yourself off and i'll give you all this stuff right if he actually had the power to do it he would have just did it but his only strategy was to try to convince jesus to throw himself off and so this spiritual mountain that I'm talking about, this metaphorical mountain that I'm speaking of, you have to guard that and say, actually, devil, you don't even have the power to take me off. You only can try to convince me to take steps down, right? And so um, understand that and just maintain that. All right. I think we're going to do, like, one more question. Y'all asked some good questions, so we probably going to have to do a part two. Um, but I definitely want us to have a time for prayer and worship so Keith when I'm in a place of not wanting to be around anyone or keep to myself not wanting to read my Bible or have meaningful conversations with God not feeling connected to God what are some of the first things or first steps I could take to pull me out of the sunken place wow that's a tough question (laughs) you got it Uh, I think that's, um, I think one of the things that we talked about earlier briefly, I think is like, you know, 
account. I, I mean, even if you don't want it, but like you know, accountability um, and doing the proactive things ahead of time. I mean, because like, I think I'll just give us this example. Like, I just called to check on Kevin. Just randomly, like, hey, I'm just checking on you. How you doing? Right? Because if I've established some things proactively, relationship-wise, you know, because sometimes we don't and can't even see our way out all the time ourselves. And so sometimes, and God has set us to have community and fellowship um, with one another. Um, and so I think personally, I think, you know, if you can't see your way out proactively, one of the things that you can do is make sure that you just get connected, like a brother or two, sister or two, just, you know what I mean? Like, do some check-ins um, practically, like, you know, um, maybe you put in your calendar to, you know, even if it's, you know, you know, once every two weeks, just to do some check-ins with some of your friends and so forth. Um, so that that always helps. And um, I would just, again, and another little thing, and I'm just going to pass this on, is just like, um, even with that confession, <laughs> yeah, even with that confession, if you just be honest with God and talk to God, like, hey, God, like, I'm lonely, or I don't even feel like being around folks right now. I know this is probably not healthy for me. Like, pray, you know. You can't just, it's simple, but it sounds simple, but just, just pray, just talk to him and tell him how you feel. And God has a way of just connecting you with people and getting the right, you know, to get you up out of that place um, and, and get your word. I mean, some of the, the basic things of Christianity, prayer, getting in your word, worshiping, those things can help to uplift you up out of these places um, in very dark places. So I, I know that, like, I've. You know, we've been there. A lot of us been there, like where it just took some worship music. It took some phone calls. It took some prayer. It took some reading the word. So just put on a sermon, like do whatever you need to do to get those things of God into your mind and in your spirit. And before you know it, you will be in a different place. Yeah. Um, sometimes a lot of times you have to command your soul to worship the Lord. Like you have to Galatians six verse 16 says, so I say live by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature for the sinful nature desires. What is contrary to the spirit and the spirit, what is contrary to the sinful nature, they're in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So a lot of times we're led by our emotions and it's so easy to do that. Life is hard. Like we experience a lot of things, um, but we have to, there's a song, um, Gratitude by Brandon Lake. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but um, it says, come on my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift on, up Bob. your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. So like, get up and praise the Lord. Like that's it. That's yeah, you the other go part straight of that. to worship. So yes, like you, you had to tell yourself like, come on my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Like lift up your song. You've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Like you have to command your soul to get in line with your spirit. Yeah. Um, you have to command your soul like and it's not that you're going to feel like worshiping. You're not going to feel like when I'm going through stuff, I don't feel like praising the Lord. Like I just came out of a tough season where I was crying 
every single day. It was for a couple of weeks, but I was pre- I was going through car issues, you know, um, and I, I didn't want to be. And it wasn't even the fact I knew in my head that God was going to bring me through and he was going to, you know, physically like take care of me. I knew the car would come or whatever, but I was like upset about the fact that I'm going through the trial when it says to rejoice in all things like pray continually. It says um, in James, like um, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds, because um, the testing of your faith is working uh, in in you to produce perseverance. Like you need those trials. Like, but I was like so upset about the fact that I'm going through it in the first place. And I'm like causing myself to be, you know, I'm stressing myself out. You know what I'm saying? So you got to command your soul, like, you know, and, and, and speak the truth over yourself. So you're not going to feel like, all right, let me go talk to God about this. You're, you're not going to feel like it, but you need to do it. Like, it, and that's when the feeling will come, you know, that's where your peace is. That's where your joy is, you know. Um, so just know you're not going to feel it first. You got to do the action first sometimes, and then it'll follow. Real quick, I'm just in on passes. How many times, you know, where you was like, oh, I don't feel like going to work out? And then you kind of force yourself to go work out. And then afterwards, you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. Scripture to that. But you hit on the the latter part of it. Psalm 103 starts off. Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, for getting out all his benefits. Right? David is commanding his own soul to bless the Lord. He's saying... Whatever we feel like, I don't really care right now. I'm commanding myself, my own soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, to bless the Lord. And so sometimes you got to say, the person, mm, praise when you don't feel like it, right? Praise, pray when you don't feel like it, because that's when you need it the most. Oftentimes we, we let the... I don't feel like it. Make us not do it. Yeah. But Ephesians 6 says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Uh-huh. So sometimes, not most most of the time, you're not even just dealing with your own mind that doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. This is a spirit behind that that desires for you to not spend time with God. This is a spirit behind that that says, this car situation, I want to keep you in a place of feeling like God's not going to do it. Or that maybe he would, but... This this time just sucks. And so you saying that just reminded me I had this idea for it, but we're gonna do an episode called Suffering in Style. Because mm-hmm. suffering is just a part of life. Mm-hmm. And if we don't know how to suffer well, I know that sounds like suffer well, but if we don't know how to suffer well, we will let the ebbs and flows of life really do a whole bunch of damage to us. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we're gonna talk about how to actually go about life and, and, and the trials and tribulations that come with. So. Shay, you got anything? Alright. How y'all feeling? Y'all good? Give me a thumbs up if y'all good. Give me a yo if you still good. Alright. Cool. So, I'm going to pray us out and then we'll have a time of worship. Um, but I do want to pray, you know, out of this episode and I want to pray for salvation that if somebody is watching this episode and they're like you know i haven't given my life to christ or i don't know if i have maybe i thought i was saved or i don't know if that's you then i just want you to pray this prayer um because all of everything we're talking about is in vain if you're not saved right 
Jesus came and he died and he rose on the cross. Right? He rose in, from the tomb, right? And on the third day he rose. And so because of that, because of your belief in that is what the Bible says and your confession of that, you will be saved. And so I want to make sure we got a lot of people that watch online. And so I want to pray for that. So just bow your heads and close your eyes. And if that's you that wants to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, give your life to Christ, become a Christian, a follower of Christ, just pray this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord Jesus, thank you. for dying on the cross for my sins. I repent of all of my sins. I turn away from all of my wrongdoing. Turn away from all of my wrongdoings. And I turn to you. And I turn to you. Take my heart, Jesus. Take my heart, Jesus. Take my life, Jesus. Take my life, Jesus. I surrender it all to you. I surrender it all to you. I make you my Lord. I make you my Lord. I make you my Savior. I make you my Savior. I believe that you came. I believe that you came. That you died on the cross. That you died on the cross. And that on the third day you rose. And on the third day you rose. It's my belief in this. That grants me eternal life with you. That grants me eternal life with you. So Lord, strengthen me. So Lord, strengthen me. Help me. Help me. Equip me with everything I need. Equip me with everything that I need. To serve you. To serve you. For the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. And it's in Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. Amen. So if that was you, please. And even if you're here, like feel free, like let us know. Let somebody know because we want to celebrate with you. The Bible says that the angels in heaven rejoice when one gives their life to christ right and so we want to celebrate you and if that's you online leave a comment just let us know i got saved today i gave my life to christ today so we can celebrate with you and even possibly give you some different resources that will help you to continue this life uh with jesus so everybody good all right so what's gonna happen is uh let me end this episode real quick all right if you <laughs> this episode is the most all over the place episode ever but thank you for watching this episode. Remember to make today worth living. Peace.